welcome back to Ask, Ask Jew Mama. Mama. I'm Jew Mama. And I'm LJ, Little Jew. And we have a critique from a listener. It goes like this. I don't think everything has to be related to something Jewish. The character is what it is, but there can be a very powerful message or life lesson communicated that can really help people who are seriously struggling, which a lot of people are today. I think you can create a balance of humor with very serious life issues. So that's exactly what we're doing. Yeah, duh, listener. about to take on some of the biggest life issues like this one that we got from our listener jordan he says i need help how do i be a number one father and work at the same time first of all jordan when you say number one father are you related to charlie chan by any chance (laughs) because no one talks like that (laughs) number one Number one father. (laughs) No, in in all seriousness, we respect the fact that you think it's important to be a number one father. Yeah, that should be the goal that you have for being a parent. Because if you're not a number one father, you're going to wind up being number one stepfather. (laughs) (laughs) Or serious issues. Serious issues (laughs) that a lot of people are struggling with. Yeah, so do you want to go first? Sure. So I think I'm pretty qualified to answer this question based on the fact that I raised two children who are now adults. And I can tell you that everything that you think is really important isn't. Um, You're probably focused right now on how to give them everything that you never had financially and to keep them secure and to buy them things that make them happy. But I'm here to tell you that when your kids grow up, the things they're going to remember are the time that you spent with them one-on-one, listening to them, supporting them showing up for them. And the hardest thing to do, I think, is that when you disagree with them, you have to let them know that even though you disagree with them, it doesn't mean you don't love them. It doesn't mean you don't support them. You need to let them know that even though they're doing something you don't agree with, you will still be there for them. You will always be there for them, no matter what. Yeah. Creating a secure attachment with your child is the most important thing to establish. And maybe you're struggling to find a balance between working and parenting, but be there for your kid. I think the hardest thing about raising kids is we sometimes forget that they are separate human beings from us and we kind of look at them as extensions of ourselves and we look at them as our little projects And you measure the success of your project by whether or not your kid gets good grades or gets into the right school or gets the job or has a successful partner. I mean, of course, we want all these things for them, but they're outside measures of success and not measures of how stable and um, just really measures of of what kind of human being they are. Mm Well, that's why I was saying to ask the kid what they want to do when you do have time with them. 
and you were saying they don't know what they want to do, but they're their own person that has interests and you should cater to that. Yeah. I mean, I think you do need to share yourself and your own interests with your children because well, they'll, they'll help them understand you mm-hmm. at all because you're also a separate human being from, from your child. So, you know, I, I don't think it's good to have, make your child think that you're going to cater to every single thing they want because they, they obviously, I mean, kids actually need and like limits, even though they act like they don't like them. And it's so hard as a parent to set limits on your child because you want to give them everything. But actually, when you start telling your child, no, you can't have this or no, you can't do this, and you explain to them, it's because ultimately it's going to help shape them into someone who recognizes that when you live in a society, doing everything you want isn't always the best thing for you or everybody else. And kids actually like to have rules and like to have structure. It makes them feel more secure. I think consistency is key here. So if you can have specific routines with your kid, like reading a bedtime story or helping them in the morning, um, that's really going to make a huge difference. Yeah. In addition to structure and boundaries and limits, kids love traditions. Mm. They love when you have something special that you do with them. So whether it's you read them a specific story, like if, I mean, if they're old enough, start a book like The Hobbit with them. You know, I mean, there's a, there's like three or at least three books in that series. I don't know how many actually, but start a book series with them where you read them a few pages every single night. I mean, that's a beautiful tradition to start with a child. Yeah. Something they can look forward to and something you can look forward to. And just accept that you're going to be tired because if you're working a full day and then come home and, and, you know, you need to like give a bath or read a book, you're going to be tired. You know, unfortunately, that's just the way it is. And just be real with them. Like you don't have to put on a fake smile or pretend that you're more awake than you actually are. You can just show up as who you are and say, yeah, I'm really tired because I had a long day. But don't talk on your cell phone when you're with your kids. <laughs> oh, if yeah. You have to put the cell phone down. I think there needs to be a definite separation. I mean, not all the time. Obviously, there are work emergencies, and sometimes you need to work late, or sometimes you need to take a phone call. But as much as possible, put the phone down when you're with your kid. I see people pushing their kids in strollers and just not engaging with their kids at all, just staring at their phones as they're walking down the street. And it's it's, I'm so glad that we didn't have iPhones when you kids were growing up. Just remember that, I guess what I'm trying to say is just remember what the money is for. The money isn't an end in itself. The money is um, a complement to your life. It's, it's not your life. So just, ha- just keep that separation so your family knows that they're more important to you than your job. But think about what kind of parent you want your child to be. Do you want your child to be the kind of parent who works all day and comes home tired at night and doesn't have time for their kids? Be the parent that you want your child to grow up to be. Loving, kind, present, present, supportive, genuine. So to wrap it up, basically the big picture is love. Yeah, everything boils down to love. Yeah. When you don't know what to do, go with love. Right. Thanks for the question, Jordan. And good luck. Okay, we want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Levain Cookies. Levain makes 
big ass cookies. They are so big. They're a little doughy in the middle. Yeah, they're like pieces of cake. Oh, so good. My favorite flavor is the double chocolate. You usually have to wait online to get in, but the line's been moving pretty fast lately. And you can order online. True. And they just released a new special cookie for our podcast. The Jew Mama cookie. Yeah, so when you get there, ask them for the Jew Mama cookie. And tell them that Jew Mama and LJ sent you. The Jew Mama cookie is a peanut butter cookie with brown sugar crust. Ask for it by name. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have one word for you. Plastics. Plastics? Do you know what that's from? (laughs) Remember The Graduate with Dustin Hoffman? Yeah. You don't remember that line in the movie? Plastics. No. No? I hope I'm quoting it correctly. Well, anyway, that's one of his parents' friends tells him, like, that's the future, plastics. (laughs) (laughs) The future is magnets. No, the future is semiconductors. And the reason I bring this up is because you know what happened with Reddit and how they were able to basically beef up the price of GameStop. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought that was so interesting. And Jew Mama happens to be pretty good at the stock market. <laughs> I basically took $20,000 and I turned it into $110,000, which I'm very <laughs> proud of. And the reason is, is because I keep my ears open and I'm very informed. So I, for instance, I put your IRA into Berkshire Hathaway B-class stocks, which I thought was genius. And of course it's doing amazing. And I probably should say something along the lines of, I'm not actually qualified to give financial advice of any kind. I have no certifications whatsoever. I'm just good at it. Like, I'm good at most things. Um, In any case, I was listening to NPR the other day, and they were talking about how there's this major semiconductor shortage in the world right now. Um, It's a great time to buy semiconductors. That's it. I just want to tell you to go buy semiconductor stocks. Me personally, I'm buying an ETF. I can give you the name of it, actually. I'm going to tell everyone to invest in hearing aids. Why hearing aids? Because we're all going deaf. From what? Wearing headphones. I don't wear headphones. Living in noisy environments. My generation. Oh, okay, okay. If you're a millennial or a Gen Z, invest in hearing aids. (laughs) Okay, so the semiconductor ETF that I'm putting my money in is called Van Eck Vectors, and the stock symbol is SMH. Shaking my head. Shaking my head. So run it up, people. I think it's legal that I'm doing this. I'm not really sure, though. How could it be illegal? There's this thing called pump and dump schemes where people pretend that a stock is really hot and it's going to make a lot of money, but they know... Exactly, but they know it's really not, and then they run up the price. You sell it at a high price, like that's the dump part of it, and people who aren't smart enough to sell get stuck with worthless stock. But that's not going to happen with SMH. Shaking my head right. at the stock market. But anyway, yeah, I was listening to NPR, and they had this whole piece on semiconductors, and I'm thinking, hmm, Did you ever see the movie Working Girl with Melanie Griffith? No. It's so classic. You really have to see it. But there's this part in the movie where she says, Trask Radio. 
Trask Radio. And that's how we understand how smart she is, that she's able to put two things together and and realize that it's like a a perfect merger. That's how I am with information. I hear information and I'm able to apply it and make money. So why did I put you in Berkshire? Because we were visiting Omaha, right? Because that's where your sister was living at the time. And we were in the airport and the Omaha airport has a bookstore. Every single book in the bookstore is about Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway. Every book. So I start saying to the guy who owns the bookstore, do you have books on anything else? He's like, why would I have books on anything else? This is Omaha, Nebraska, the home of Berkshire Hathaway. He got into this whole thing with me about how they have an annual meeting there and people fly in from all over the world for the meeting. And a lot of the people who come to the meeting don't actually own the A shares, which are ridiculously expensive. They're like one share is like hundreds of thousands of dollars. They actually own the B shares, which are only a couple of hundred dollars per share. And those are the people who are the most excited about it. They want to come. It's like a big event. It's like a big convention. And I didn't even know there was such a thing as Berkshire B shares. And I thought that was so fascinating. So I did a little research on it. I put your IRA into it. And it's gangbusters. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to be rich when I'm 65. You're welcome. Thanks, Jumama. Signing off. We love our listeners. Please keep sending in those email questions to info at askjumama.com. Until next time. Mazel. Mazel.